Welcome everyone. We're absolutely delighted to have a very special guest on the Inner Origin podcast today. We have Tony Camp, um, an incredible ambassador for Inner Origin now, particularly in New Zealand. Um, Tony lives and resides in New Zealand. He had an incredibly distinguished rugby league career as a player, coach and administrator with over 35 years experience in a high performance sport. Really interestingly, later in life, Tony has also qualified as a functional medicine health practitioner. Um, we're absolutely delighted to have his partnership with Inner Origin because Tony is everything that Inner Origin stands for in terms of health and wellness. Absolutely having an incredible, positive and strong mindset and really believing in the value of community. So Tony, welcome and thank you so much. We're so excited to have your partnership with Inner Origin. Uh, I, I never get used to hearing all that sort of stuff, Sally Ann, especially around my footy career, but it, it's been a, you know, a, um, a great journey and I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Thanks very much. Yeah, we're absolutely delighted. And it's New Zealand is a country that we opened pretty well just on a year ago now. And it's something that was very important to us. Um, in origin has, you know, as you know, global ambitions, but I think Australia and New Zealand represent you know, purity and wellness, you know, to ride around the world. And it was really important to us, you know, extend what we're doing to New Zealand before we head on overseas. Now, Tony, I'd love to, sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to say it's a, you know, fantastic, um, a fantastic concept in and around health and wellbeing. It's sort of taken the, the world by storm and, uh, you know, having something, especially the truth on label stuff where you know exactly what you're getting these days um, in and around and, and environmental toxins especially um in every walk of life you know to, to know that in our origin a, a champion a, a truth on label um process and especially an opportunity for people to go out there and get those products uh it's, it's absolutely fantastic yeah it's definitely we believe very very needed and tell me throughout your incredible rugby league uh, career was nutrition something really important to you while you were playing yeah look at um <laughs> i guess as a as i uh, got on in my career and especially into my coaching career and my high performance um, background, I, I didn't really understand too much about the importance of nutrition when I was a young person. Um, especially these days, you know, uh, it's, it, it's paramount that if you are wanting to perform at the, at the highest level, especially around recovery and, and, and for sustainability, then you then your nutrition plays a huge part in that. So, um, I wish, I'll tell you what I do, I uh, do wish is I wish that I knew what I know now way yeah. back, way back then. It's been a, um, a long time, you know, I, my, my, my boy's just turning 22 coming up, you know, and I look at him and this was right in the, the, the throes of my career back then. And um, if only I knew some of the things that I know now, you know, I got diagnosed with Crohn's. Uh, it makes a hell of a lot of sense to me now that, um, when I am fatigued and tired and, and, and way back then I used to get fatigued because I had Crohn's uh, at such a, uh, an early age um, that my nutrition would have been a hell of a lot better and would have actually aided me in, in my performance. So as far as nutrition goes now, I think, you know, with, the, with my functional medicine background, especially in coaching and understanding what that functional medicine uh, realm is trying to create, especially in America at the moment. It's, it's slowly making its way down through Australia and into New Zealand. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a viral uh, uh, way of communicating what we need to do in the future. And, and I see an origin being a big part of that. Well, tell me with functional medicine, because it really interests me, 
it's a, I guess it's a, a high, it's an integrative approach, isn't it, to wellness? Like, how would you describe the functional medicine practices? Well, I'm, I'm really lucky, you know, like um, my, my partner, she's a functional medicine doctor. Um, mm-hmm. It was her that pushed me towards functional medicine coaching. We were up in America um, three years ago and I was just, you know, traveling around with my backpack basically while she was going to all these functional medicine um, GP conferences and she came out of talking to Sandra Schoenboyne um, one day and, and said, you know, Tony, you should really have a look at this, this functional medicine coaching, you know, you're your background, I've spoken to um, the people that are running it and told them a little bit about you and your background. And and she said, you know, you'd really suit something like this. You're passionate about the community. You really uh, like working with people. And it sort of got me thinking. Um, I did a little bit of homework. I got talking to to Sandy and the girls. And, and one thing led to another. And before I knew it, I was, I was doing this. I was doing podcasts, like podcasts, Bosses to America, you know, this Kiwi bloke and amongst all these women. Um, but I was really lucky, you know, I had, I had, a, I had a doctor uh, who's passionate about functional medicine sitting right next to me uh, doing the, the medical side of things and while well, I was doing the coaching uh, side of it. So uh, for me, it's, you know, in a, if I was to give a, an elevate, elevator um, sort of pitch on it, it's about uh, not not fixing a symptom. It's about finding the root cause of what's actually going wrong with you. That's the functional medicine side of it. The coaching part of it is helping someone find their way through uh, their own motivation, a way to carry on and live a healthier, healthier and a better well-being, um, you know, both mentally, mentally and physically um, lifestyle. So, you know, I look at the, the sort of upbringing. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Polynesian. I'm Māori by descent. Uh, we're overrepresentative in obesity and uh, you know lots of diabetes and and, and just the 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 deprived, the, the deprived state of, of our community in New Zealand and just thought that you know having the knowledge at least would allow me to talk to my own community to say hey there's a way out here and mm-hmm. and of course partnering up with the right people to help you share that message is paramount as this as you know um, Sally as this all starts to to really grab hold down here in the Pacific and starts to grow. Yeah, and inspiring people before they need to take action is the ultimate goal. Uh, but as you said, and even in your own experience, you know, it's not until people often are unwell that they or don't feel great that they think then to do something. Uh, and you know, it must be deeply passionate for you to inspire, uh, you know, people to take that approach on, especially with the diabetes epidemics and things. Yeah, look, at, and I, you know, it's funny. I was I was dialing in, like I said, to all these podcasts, and and all the girls were saying, you know, I've got this this condition, and I've got this condition. I'm sitting there going, man, I'm the only one without a condition, you know. And, and at the time, I was having some real uh, issues with my um, my gut, you know, and, and I had been having them for years and years. And um, my partner said, look, we need to go and get you get you you sorted out, you know. We need to go and examine what's actually going on with you with your gut and, and one thing led to to another and I, as I came out um, from my um, my checkup the, the doctor said oh look I've seen thousands of these I'm pretty sure 99% that you've got Crohn's and you've probably had it since your 20s so wow. it was a bit like I said you know it was a, a really um, interesting journey for me because as it was like the the dominoes were falling in the in the correct order for me yeah. and I could I could actually 
um, I felt like I was being, it was like a, a Dalai Lama type uh, scenario for me where, man, there's something going on here. The universe is trying to tell me that, you know, I need to, I need to sort this sort of stuff out. And, you know, I, I, I went and done an elimination diet. I've got that many injuries, you know, we'd, we'd spend another half an hour talking about it. But one of the, one of the biggest issues that I got is inflammation. And, and that's based around my career and the amount of injuries I've had and the amount of operations I've had to, to fix my body. Um, and I couldn't put this hand behind my head uh, while I was doing this really? course. And, and I got an elimination diet. It was all about environmental toxins and cutting mm. out all the bad food that you're eating. And you know, I was trying all sorts of things to get the swelling out of my knees and so forth. And I remember on about day seven, I, um, I had an itchy back of my head and I just I was lying in bed in the morning I went like that and I didn't worry but there wasn't the itch it was like this hand hasn't been behind my head for so long and the pain in my left shoulder had sort of dissipated not not a hundred percent but at least eighty percent and um and that sort of you know I was doing the the course and that started to really make me sort of sit up and listen and take a further look into this sort of stuff and like I said I'm really lucky that I've got my partner that sits there and talks yeah. to me 24 seven about it. Um, and so we've been on this journey about, you know, we, we're constantly talking about where we're going next to see if we can get some more, more knowledge on this sort of stuff. And then, in a, in a, you know, a, a friend contacted me in New Zealand said, now have a look at an origin. I contacted, you know, we made contact with you and, and one thing led to another. And I, you know, for me, I'm, I'm seeing it all, all around the world at the moment where, it's the way of the future. People are people are going to start to realise that you know what we were taught by the governments over so many decades um, isn't really the way that we should be living. And and I'm still learning. You know, we watched a we watched a documentary the other night, and it just made so much sense. And and I just hope that if I can give a little bit back to my own community mm. and around the, those areas which are heavily representative in the in the in the health sector. Um, I'd be I'd be more than happy. So yeah, it's 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 it's. So I, I guess I'm still learning. Uh, it sounded like it's all unfolded for you in the right order, and you know, science is always evolving. Information's always coming. New information's coming through. I'm like you. I would just love to see people embracing their curiosity about their own wellness. And you know, if they do that, we can all be on a continual path of improving our wellness and understanding our bodies better and the way things impact our bodies. So I think there's that level of ignorance that you know we learn what we learn either at the home environment or school. And we're like, well, that's all we need to know. And um, some people just never take that any further. And, you know, that's what we obviously would love to inspire the change because, you know, you can feel better, you know, in your day. And uh, but the, everything plays a big role. The mind, obviously, you've got a strong mindset being such an elite, you know, athlete. And, uh, I'm sure you impart a lot of that knowledge to people in your coaching as well. Yeah, look, the, co the coaching part of it was, again, I wish I'd done a health um, medicine coaching uh, course before I'd done a coaching course because, it actually taught me to listen, you know. I was one of those coaches that said, you know, you do it this way. You know, and a lot, of, a lot of coaches that are listening to this would, would actually understand what I'm saying. You know, you go out there and you do it this way. And after, after weeks of uh, listening to how you actually coach people into wellness, it was really about taking the time to actually hear what people are saying and find out what their... What their um, their main motivations are to getting well. And, you know, I've got some, you know, I've got 
some very, very good friends at the moment that are unhealthy. Um, they, they, they sort of, they take, they take the mickey out of me a little bit because, you know, here's this big, tough rugby league guy that's doing a, a coaching course with all these women and next minute he knows all this, this medical stuff. And, and, um, but it, ha- it hasn't stopped me from trying to create an understanding for them to say, you know, if there's some, some little things that you could try and do um, yourself that actually made you feel better, would you actually try them? And I've got a I've got a really good mate at the moment, and he's yeah he's he's really sick at the moment, and I've given him some books to read, and you know I'm talking to him about you know steps that we need to take, but you know as they teach you, it's about making him find that that journey himself. But you know that that's the sort of the stuff that I really like doing, and it, and you're right, Sally. You know I've had the background in, in playing and coaching and and creating national teams and, and cultures and environments, and it's sort of transferred me. Uh, transforming that into my everyday life to people that I really care about. And that's really important. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much that you can share in that way. And um, I, I find that so inspiring. And, and we love that within our origin, you know, incredible ambassadors that we have. I think that's one of the biggest gifts um, that, you know, people like yourself bring because there's the wider learn so much from the discipline that you've applied in your life, the motivation, the self-starter, everything that's required to perform at a high level and you know I love to see people in any walk of life whatever they're doing perform at their very best because that's just so much pleasure you know to put put everything into something that you're choosing to you know commit your time to um, but to play all out and be the best that you can and and we really believe in that and so I love to hear you know people like yourself sharing that wisdom what was the highlight of your rugby league career was there one game or one season or something Oh, look, the, the highlight for me was playing for my country. You know, my dad always said that I, I was good enough to play for New Zealand. And um, unfortunately, my dad was really unhealthy. He, he died when he was 41. He didn't actually get to come in, to Australia to watch me play in the NRL or, or get to... He, he actually got to a test match, but he didn't get to the majority of the, the 25 test matches that I played. So, um, but, you know, if the... the if there was a pinnacle for me in my career, it was actually reaching that height where you were regarded as one of the best in the country. And um, it's, it's from, for me, it wasn't really making it. It was like who you were representing when you, when you made it uh, and all of the hours that your parents had put into you and your friends had supported you and, you know, and so on and so on so that you could actually wear that black jersey and, um, I sort of I, I talk to a lot of people these days in and around goal setting and and trying to achieve what you know probably the unthinkable, mm. um, and 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 believing that you know that that if you seriously think that's a, it is attainable, it's no no pie in the sky stuff. You actually can attain it. Um, and I've got numerous stories where you know I, I was a, I was a stayed home kid. Um, I don't know what you call that in Australia, but it's, you know, you're living, your parents were living off the welfare and we yeah. had numerous family members living with us and it was, a, it, was a, it was a really tough environment to get brought up in. And, and there's a lot of kids still doing that today and to mm. sort of reach the pinnacles where I am. Look, I'm sitting in the Sofitel up here in Noosa at 50, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I, I, I was able to, to build a career that took me away from an environment um, that gave me a way of living that I became accustomed to, which I never knew you could achieve. Um, but now it's part of my life. Mm. The, the most important part of this journey now going forward is how do I want to live that for the rest of my life? Um, knowing that I've battered my body 
um, from pillar to post as a player, uh, but knowing that the knowledge and the and the literature and the and the the wisdom is out there in this domain around the well-being and in and, and around efficacy, especially around food and products mm. and, and environmental toxins that, you know, I, I used to think you know, I'd be quite happy to make it in 60 or maybe 70, you know, and I'm thinking, man, I've seen some pretty good-looking 80-year-olds 80, 80 who yeah. are active and really, really getting on with their life, and um, they've made some really, uh, I guess, from their, from their first 40, 50 years, major changes that haven't really been that major when you think about it and gone on and live and live and are living a really fantastic life. So, you know, we're, we're hopefully at that age, you know, yeah, we talk about it all I'm the time. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I, I know everyone wants to live forever, but um, I, it's a, it's a guarantee that we won't. I can tell you that right now, but it's, <laughs> it's how you want to spend the rest of your life. You know, I don't want to, I, I, I see so many people, that um, get to a certain age and they can't do the things that they want to do, and I just don't want to be that that person, you know. And I and I want to be able to show people that actually, look, um, I've got no cartilages in my knees, you know. I've got a slip disc in my back. I've had reconstructed parts of my body, but I'm still moving really well. And it's not because I'm taking a tablet, you know. Yeah. And so it, it 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 happens. I've seen it happen. I've been witness to many people happening and I'm witnessing it myself with just a, a slight change in direction that I was used to. Mm, well, you're going to inspire the masses again. I've got another question for you when you were talking about the pinnacle of your career. You said something about your dad always believed that you would play for New Zealand. How important is it to think that people have someone who believes in them? Like I always say to everyone, it costs nothing to believe in others, but it can be the difference between someone then believing in themselves. It costs nothing away. Well, there's, there's two things that come to mind. The first one is vulnerability. Um, mm. You know, when you're wanting to, to be an achiever and a high achiever, there's that, there's that personal vulnerability that you allow other people to come in and tell you that you can't achieve that. Um, having someone like a peer uh, hold you accountable and believe that you can actually achieve that is, is something that's probably for me was a driving power, power between making it or not making it. And I'll give you an example. I was 14 at the time when my, when my father was telling everyone in my hometown that I was going to play for New Zealand schoolboys. And I was ringing wet. I would have been 50, 60 kilos. You know what I mean? I, and these guys I was playing against were 70, 80 kilos. And I would look at him going, you're mad. And I was 14. And no matter who we spoke to, he would say, I'm telling you now, in a year's time, this kid will play for New Zealand schoolboys and he will travel to Aussie with the New Zealand schoolboy team. I can still hear him telling people. And I'd sit there going, man, you're embarrassing me, Dad. I'm, you know, these, I've seen these guys play. They're way bigger than me, da-da-da. Anyway, a year passed. I go to the tournament. Guess what? I'm in the tournament team on the plane going to Aussie. And I, by the time I got there, he had drilled it into me that I just needed to believe that I was good enough to do it. Um, what I had to do was, was show him that I was good enough because he was holding me accountable around my talent. And I think what you're, what you're asking is it's really important to have that peer mm. saying and believing in you because they're the type of person that I would generally go to nine times out of 10 as, as far as people in New Zealand, we've, we've got a, a, a overrepresentation of, of tall, tall poppy syndrome. Yes. Um, I'd much rather go to the person that believes in me than the person that doesn't. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's so important. And I always say to everyone, if you've got a big goal, go and find someone who believes in you. You know, if you don't have anyone around you who does, just go and find one person. But even more than that, I always encourage people and say, believe in each other. Like if, you, if someone sets a goal with you, believe in them. Be that person that shows the belief they can do it because that can be all the difference. Um, you know, just to, just to talk about that goal, you know, you just reminded me of, a, um, I used to write in a diary when I was, when, when I made the New Zealand team and I thought, oh, well, you know, you know, you, you hear about these diaries that people were writing and, you know, I used to start writing in this diary and I just, I went to Australia. That's where the penny dropped for me in the schoolboy um, trip to say that I wanted to go and play in the NRL. That's, that's where I just, I just made my mind up. That's what I'm going to do. It's 15. You know, no one believed me. My teachers didn't believe me. I dropped out of school. I write in this diary and I write in this diary and, I, and anyway, I, I, I went on, I had a fantastic career. I played 14 years as a professional, played for my country, ended up coaching the NRL and so forth. And, and I, when I got home, I, I built in a house and I'd have all my boxes in Australia that I'd brought home. I'd left them over there for a number of years and all my furniture and stuff that I should have thrown it in the rubbish to be brutally honest. <laughs> not, not knowing what, what I liked you know, 10 years later to what I bought was different. But inside yeah. one of these boxes was one of these diaries and I opened it up and I'm reading the story and I open it up and I go, oh, you know, I'd want to be a, a professional rugby league player playing in the toughest competition in the, in the world in Australia. I was 15 when I was writing this. Um, I want to I own a two-story house because I used to live in a state home, which was like a little box. I own a two-story house. I want to build it myself and I want to own it because I didn't know about mortgages back then but I knew that you paid someone to own a house. And I said, well, I want to own it. I want two, two, and I want um, a happy wife and two kids. And guess where I was reading it? I had just finished building a two-story house on a five-acre block that I'd pay for. And, in the, and sitting next to me was my boy and my daughter was inside the house. So when you're talking about goals, if you, if you actually believe it, with a, with a dead set um, desire in your mind that you will achieve it, you will achieve it. It's, it's, it's funny how the universe works. And um, I tell that story on a lot of my motivational speaking circuits that I go on, uh, especially the young people, if they're setting themselves going into university or on a bit of a challenge saying, look, if you set a bit of a, a horizon and you start heading towards it, but you know what's at the end of it, don't be surprised if you hit it. Because you, you know, if you believe in it um, as strongly as I did, you'll probably get it. That's a magnificent story. I love that, and it's it's so true. Sometimes it just takes the time to articulate it, what you want, you know, and and be clear about that, and it shows up so many yeah. times. It shows up. <laughs> yeah, goal settings. Goal settings a massive a massive part of life, you know, in, in anything, whether it's in your personal life or your work life or your friendships or you know, in your health and well-being, um, setting, setting attainable goals and pushing the boundaries a little bit out. The biggest thing I realised with, with goal setting was, was one um, specific word, which was sacrifice. Uh, and I always say to my, my kids, you know, my, my son, you know, I left school and you know, I walked out of school when I was 15 because I want to be a professional footballer, but my daughter's a psychologist and my son's in his last year of law. And heaven behold, they asked me what it was like to go to uni. I had no idea. But what I say to them is that along, along the path of life, you will get to a stage where you need to sacrifice something. And that something is going to either take you down um, further towards your goal 
And if you don't sacrifice that, it's going to take you further away from your goal. But I, I, but I also say to them, but what will come back in return will be tenfold. Um, and I'm, and I, again, I, I only look back on my own life and, and think, you know, some of the things that I, I get to do now, and, and I haven't told half my mates the stories that I get to see people and positions and that, because we come from a, a small town that, you know, yeah, whatever they'll say, yeah, whatever, mate. You know, it's sort of, it's, a, it's really because I made such a heavy sacrifice early on that got me to this stage now. So if, they, if people are setting goals, you know, yes, you, there will be some challenges. There'll be some, some bumps in the road, but, you know, as long as you keep pushing through those and only see them as a bump in the road, uh, you'll, 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 you'll reach your goal. It's, it's basically how it works. I, I love that. That's what I love to hear from people like yourself and, um, you know, because I, I'm a, such a massive believer in, in having those goal setting and sacrifice, you know, it's behind that sacrifice becomes so much joy, you know, and um, the privilege of experiencing the journey, as you said, it's not just achieving the goal, but the journey along it, those bumps, you grow as a person, mm. you become better, you know, as a, as a human. And, um, you know, I love that journey. I'm going to let you go really shortly. I just wanted to ask you something else. You mentioned that you have Crohn's disease. How do you deal with that now? And, and obviously you were playing with it too. Um, well, now I don't feel so guilty about taking an afternoon nap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. I used to, I used to really battle with that. I, you know, Crohn's is an autoimmune disease, which... Um, it's like a, 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 an engine working all the time on the inside to try and to, to dissipate inflammation. And mm-hmm. um, I, I really get it. I mean, I, when, when he told, the doctor told me how, how it worked and you know, the pennies were dropping going, man, I, I, no wonder I couldn't keep up with those guys on a 400. And I used to get to training some days and I didn't want to be there. And you know, people would call me lazy and... And, and here I am carrying a, an autoimmune disease and, and not knowing anything about it. So, you know, I guess the first thing is to accept it. You know, there's, mm. the, when, when I, I was actually doing some, some, um, some learning through this coaching course and Crohn's was a part of it. And I, and I had, had watched a number of podcasts on the severity of Crohn's and how, how um, debilitating it, it, it was for some people. And, when the when the uh, the, the specialist um, when I finally came out of a, a little bit of a, a sleep um, said to me, "Hey, you know, I'm 99 percent sure you got Crohn's." I I, pack, I was packing myself. I I thought the worst. You know, I, I didn't really understand the full um, um, intent of having Crohn's, but I I sort of had seen enough of it to to get scared about it. So. It took a month for them to diagnose me with it. Um, within that month, I did a bit of reading. I'm a partner. We talked about it. She explained to me the ins and outs of, you know, um, two ways of looking at it by changing your diet or getting on these autoimmune drugs. And, and, and you know, the, the, the negatives of the drug against the positives of, of good di- um, diet. And, and to be honest, the way that I manage it is through my diet. And, and I already knew that. That's amazing. But, because the, mm-hmm. diet, the diet that I had, I would wonder, you know, I'm sitting there going, oh, now I know why I was on the toilet all the time when my mates were out having fun. You know what I mean? I, I shouldn't have been doing that with them. And, and then this food would trigger that, that um, response. So um, the elimination diet really 
nailed it for me. Uh, dairy was a, a massive no-no for me. Gluten's a massive no-no for me. Um, sugar, especially. Uh, just I crash and burn on sugar, you know. So it's, it's really about taking, uh, taking what you, you, you've learned listening to your body and giving it the fuel that it needs to survive and and touch wood um i've been diagnosed with it for three years now and i feel i feel way better now than i did when i was playing and i just wish i knew that now you know yeah. so so you know I'm, I'm talking to a couple of people at the moment and, and helping them through their own journey um the, the the problem that you have is that you can tell people that you know there's a way out but it's actually them believing that that is a way out and finding that motivation to try it. Once they, once they get, you know, like I did seven days down the track and I could put my hand behind my head, I was sold. But it's, it's getting them to that stage, it's the hardest part. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, but you are just an incredible inspiration. You always have been your whole life, you know, through your career. Thanks a lot, Sally. And um, now in, in work that you do for community, I know you give a lot back to your community and, um, you know, work a lot in there as well to inspire everyone to, to better wellness and better way of life there as well and still giving so much to rugby league and, you know, now into the area of functional medicine and wellness for people. You know, inspiring people to be great, you know, after, after 40 and uh, beyond in that city, <laughs> what a goal that is. And, you know, even to, you know, live life the way you do, working with knowing that you have Crohn's disease and what an inspiration that is. Because a lot of people let a disease become them. And, uh, you know, I, as you said, you, you learn to accept it, you learn to live with it, and now you do to make yourself feel better and, and live well with that. And that too is an inspiration mind can make it a good thing or a bad thing yeah and, and, and that's the you know you've, you've hit the nail on the head there you either allow it to consume you or you get on and do something about it and you know um my life has always been like that i could have, i could allow life to suck me up and just make me another statistic but you know i've had too much success being uh outside the box and i just don't want to hop back in that box i want people to join me and join the journey. And, and I just want to say thanks to Sally for, um, you know, your visit to New Zealand and talking to me and getting me to understand what's going on again and, and so forth. And I really look forward to the journey. You know, it's, um, I've, 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 I see, I see the, the good that this can, can really do and really help people. And, and um, I really encourage people to just kick on with it, believe in it, especially, you know, truth on label is really important. And people will get to know that it's going to come out more and more into the future, and in origin are leading the way. So well done. Thank you so much, Tony. You're amazing. We're so happy to have you on board and uh, enjoy Noosa. Cheers, Thanks. Sally. I will. I love today. it. All right. <laughs> Bye.